0: Welcome back to the Embody Your Wild podcast. My name is Jasmine and I am the host of this podcast. This is going to be a potentially a short and sweet episode, but we'll see. Um, something that's been really alive for me at the moment is the, the why behind doing such deep, deep work and there's been a bit of a thread in my own personal life recently where there's been this this invitation through life to explore certain aspects of myself and it's been so beautiful, so tender Um, and really, really, really transformative I'm not someone who tends to share much um, publicly about my my own journey. I'm more than happy to share with people who come into my spaces. I'm very much open to answering all and any questions to anyone who comes into my spaces. Um, but there's a level of privacy I like to keep as much as possible um, publicly. So I'm going to try and speak into that, into this, um, with that in mind, um, so we'll see how we go. (laughs) I've been journeying through a lot of, um, I guess you probably would class it more subconscious work recently, diving into very young parts of myself and old timelines and... It's just been such a beautiful reminder of the power of this work. Um, A few weeks ago, and I shared it in my newsletter. Um, Today, yes, today, sent out today. I I shared that I had a bit of an existential questioning around the why in why I serve the work that I serve. And I, I have this often. I like to hold a pole of integrity through my work and with that comes with regular check-ins to make sure that it is in alignment, that I am on the right pathway and that the sessions and the circles and the teachings that I am sharing are in line with what feels needed at the time and that's what's true for me also. So, as I sat with this existential questioning a few weeks ago, and then as I've kind of journeyed through the week the the first few weeks of twenty twenty four I really began to acknowledge how important that this this type of work is, so that our whole system can begin to rest back. you know we spend so much of our our life um our interactions our relationships how we how we relate to others ourselves the world around us relating um from a very wounded or younger part of ourselves and this this can be your inner child this can be your inner teen this can be um your wounding from that time or from that area or from like earlier on in your life maybe it's your early 20s and we we can we can come from the lens of that within our lives, and that that's how we how we relate to life, and what can happen when we we when we choose to relate from that, because it is a choice. You know, if you do find yourself spiraling around, being like, "Why does this keep happening? Why does this keep happening?" There's a there's an unconscious choice happening there, and it's your subconscious asking you. It's like, hey, hello, <laughs> can you please listen? <laughs> I'm giving you this repeating pattern for a reason because I want you to look at it. But we we don't. We forget the ego gets involved, we get distracted, and then we're like, oh, hang on, why is this back again? And then we fall victim and the the cycle starts again and again and again and again until we have this moment of, like, waking up to it and being like what the hell what's been going on um so we do we we orientate to life or we we move through life from predominantly very wounded parts of ourselves or very young parts of ourselves or very swampy parts of ourselves or dysregulated parts of ourselves until we choose a different way you know one of the things is in in the world at large now the that that covers pretty much everyone unless you have actively chosen to step into this work and start to look at these parts then then we're, you're going to be operating from from this 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 way and that's not wrong it's just what it is that's just how it's been programmed and to be clear I'm not there's also this part where everyone is in a process just because I like I facilitate doesn't mean that I'm still not in my own processes but I am choosing to be responsible for for my own experiences my own life um my own healing journey if you want to call it that um whereas there's others who who are maybe not wanting to take responsibility because it's easier to not be responsible but the thing when we live in that in that kind of way, is that we actually don't give ourselves the permission to rest back into the whole. There's all of these unintegrated versions of ourselves running wild, running riot within our lives, and they are predominantly in charge. And when we, s- the the why behind doing and choosing to step into this work is so that those potentially quite terrified parts that are running your life, think about your inner child trying to do all of the adult things because it's terrified that you you aren't in charge, that you are not in charge, so it has to take charge because it's scared that you haven't got you and, and your inner child all your inner teen's in charge and is like, I am so pissed off with the world, so I'm just going to run rebellious, I'm going to make you eat pizza seven days a week, and we're going to have ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> so you kind of get the gist. There's this, this level of, like, how can we begin to meet these versions of ourselves and really tend to them, give them the space that they need, but also become the adult in the dynamic creating a sense of trust and safety for them so that they can rest back and I had this experience where I've been I've been kind of dancing with my inner teen for a while and I had very um, volatile time as a teenager there was a lot of change in my life at that time and I didn't realise how hidden she was. I didn't realise how hidden she was and I I felt like I kept on connecting with her and connecting with her but it it never, it never stuck. And I was like, what's going on with this? Until very recently and it just opened and she just appeared. And it was beautiful because we were then able to come into a proper communication and I could see her I could hear her could I could be with her I could hold her in her pain it's important to remember that this is not like a checking ticking ticking off the list right in a child's done in a teen's done sorted they're never going to bother me again of course not we, with anything, we, we're creating a, a, like a relationship with this, this part of ourselves. That's going to take time. But over that time, they're going to feel more and more comfortable with resting back. and Letting you take the lead in life. To allow the woman, the adult woman, to lead through her life. Without this younger, maybe slightly more volatile or um, just not world wise, if you think about an inner child, um, kind of trying to take the lead. And this is what I mean about resting back into the whole. And this is, I'm kind of speaking to this like inner child, inner teen. But this can also be any any version or any kind of archetype that's there that's that that feels like it needs to be forefront and center. One thing that I like to think about with um, as an example with like victim consciousness, it's slightly different to what I've just shared. Victim consciousness, you know, there's three archetypes there. There's the victim, there's the rescuer, there's the perpetrator or villain perpetrator or villain, you use your own language for that, um, and, you know, they, they are very strong identities that also live in our subconscious, and what can happen is they, they have a funny, like, a bit of a more interesting way of presenting, because, because they like to keep you, and I say this not in a, like, low vibrational way I don't agree with that language but it keeps you kind of stuck and stagnant like energetically I see that they can kind of have this a little bit of this feeding off of you energy where it's like the victim loves the story of being victim whether it's admit it like they admit it or not they love it Um, and that can be a subconscious, like an unconscious loving of it, or a a real conscious loving of it, by the by, it's just what it is, and actually what can be really beautiful in this, when we start to step out of the victim consciousness paradigm, is that we can then find this more fluid way of living, by fluid I mean we're not in this kind of really stuck and stagnant energy, we're actually, the way I really see it, if I was to go back into my victim era, which was long, very long, <laughs> I was very contracted, hunched over, just like me, their fists bunched, and just like, me, why is everything wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And I had a very collapsed body. Like It was very collapsed in the sense of like, there was no like, Holding of myself, there was this collapsedness, There was this like shielding myself from the world, being victim to the world. Um, this kind of visual for you. Whereas when we actually come out of victim, we actually, when we actually give the victim the light of day, just like the inner teen, just like the inner child. And we're actually like, there's a part of me that really gets off on being victim. And we actually give ourselves a space to be with it. To be in it, to revel in it, to enjoy it. It will then hold less charge in our life. It will hold far less charge in our life. It won't control how we meet others in relationships so much. And it will actually allow us to notice, because we're still going to find ourselves in moments of time where we do slip back into victim, that we can actually go, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. I can come back to centre and I can rest back. The victim can, can chill, can rest back. I've got me. This is not... Some, a circumstance where you need to come out and play. So there's this really beautiful thing where we actually start to see these versions and these parts of ourselves and these identities that we hold that enables us to then give them permission to be seen, to be really embodied, and then to allow them to rest so that you, as the woman, can take charge of life, that doesn't mean taking control of life because there's no control really but you can be in charge as opposed to them and you can then make decisions that are far more in service to you as a whole because the younger versions of you aren't in charge, you can give them things to do, you know, teenager could be in charge of fun, kid could be in charge of I don't know making mud pies whatever it is whatever that is for you you get to choose that and you know when the victim the rescuer, the villain comes in you can be like hey no I've got you we've got this I I can see see the story starting to creep in I can see the identity wanting to take hold again but actually no in this moment I'm responsible for this circumstance that's coming to me you guys can rest back I've got us we we're good and this is what happens when we actually give them space giving them space and I think this is the thing that people can find quite confronting is oh but I'm gonna have to look at that and that in itself is can feel terrifying for the ego and I don't ever want to say like that isn't true. it is the ego the ego is gonna get involved, but you get to choose whether or not you listen to the mind and the ego or take take count of what what the ego is saying, but being like, no, it's time to choose a different way. you know I really say i i say <laughs> i um used to when I was um in my earlier earlier years I guess of sitting in ceremony with plants I would ring the facilitator up or voice note them and be like um I think I'm going to die (laughs) and I don't know if I should come (laughs) and the A facilitator would say, yeah, you probably are on some level, um, but you can choose to still come and experience what wants to come through, what wants to fall away, and trust that what wants to come in its place is far more in line with what, what is currently here. And there was not one time that I didn't attend, because I knew on some level it was true. It was just the ego that was terrified. And I always say, even if there's resistance, but there's a deeper part of you that's like, this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing. This is exactly where I'm meant to be. Whether you've got wobbly knees or legs legs of steel and strength, you know, it's welcome. I, I would walk into those ceremonies with wobbly knees, chattering teeth, and be like, okay, I've made it. <laughs> Let's do this. And it was the most transformative experience of my life, but it doesn't mean it was ex- it was comfortable. You know, sometimes the well, the saying goes, doesn't it? You don't nothing happens within the comfort zone. We can get comfy, and that's great. Have comfort when it's needed, but notice when the comfort is an excuse for not wanting to look. At a part of yourself. And notice if the comfort is a blanket for... Something underneath that is niggling and wiggling and wanting your attention. But the comfort is just like... Me... Not today. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it there. With kind of all of the topics I've been speaking into today... um, If you are feeling drawn to these aspects and these topics there's a couple of ways that you can jump into my work and that would be online, my membership vessel which is a really beautiful group of women that yeah, each month we go through a different theme and you have access to all of the previous themes and topics um, there. And we meet a few times, uh, three times a month, and we have an activation call, a breath working and embodiment journey, and then a digestion call towards the end. And these are just it's a' it's a it's essentially it's a mentoring space with a beautiful community of women that allows you to go deep into these topics and anything else in between that does come up it's not um it's not one of these spaces where it's very rigid in the sense of oh you can only share about this if there's other things coming up in your life amazing you know there are some parameters around it. Um, and boundaries in the space, but around, uh, like, life is life, and life likes to life, so we have space for anything else that's alive for you also, within the membership, as well as journeying through the topics and the themes. And then my in-person immersions, which is a body of work called Immerse, we have the victim consciousness immersion, which is on the 24th of February, 2024, And then we have an inner child immersion in Derby on the 9th of March. So the victim consciousness one is just outside of Belper in Derbyshire. And then the inner child one is in Derby on the 9th of March. And then I have a a few more dotted around the year with topics such as Mother Martyr, The Good Girl Pleaser and then Teenage Fantasy. Um, So there's going to be some some juicy things to come from those. Um, Any questions, feel free to reach out, get in touch. And yeah, I'll pop the link in the show notes if you'd like to join us. I hope some of this has landed for you. This work is here so that more and more versions of yourself, past, present and future, can feel rested back into the whole, integrated back into the whole of you.